0: Greetings and welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I am your co-host, Reverend Dr. Pamela Robinson, and I have a very special guest that will be with us today. However, before we bring our guest on, we want you to know that we here at the Lotus Flower Podcast are reaching out to you to bring you culturally relevant, spiritually uplifting, and empowering information as our guests share from the depths of their souls. You know, the Lotus Flower Podcast is a flower that blooms in adverse situations. The flower literally grows in the muck and mire. And when it grows in the muck and mire, it literally pushes itself up, up from that muck and mire, that adverse situation that seems nearly impossible. And it reaches a point where it blooms and blossoms into a beautiful pink and white flower. Then the process is repeated over and over again. So isn't that something how the Lord would allow something like that to occur? that the flower would bloom and it would blossom over and over and over and over again, continuously. And that is something that we are so grateful for, knowing that the lotus flower is actually at the center of our podcast. We believe firmly in helping people to see and reach their God-given potential, and that is why we actually reached out and sought the Lord about starting this podcast. We want you to know that all of last year our podcast was streaming on audio platforms only. However, in January of this year, we've decided to go ahead and take our podcast up to being a visual podcast as well. So now we are actually streaming on YouTube. We're streaming on YouTube and we're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on the Emerging Hope YouTube channel. Be sure to tune in. I want you to know that our guest today is none other than Reverend Dr. Carlene Faye Phillips. Her bio reads as follows. As the daughter of a preacher and an evangelist, Reverend Phillips adopted, accepted the Lord at an early age Through the merit of challenges of her teen years, she stayed the course due to her resilience and reliance on God and his all-sufficient grace. Her passion for ministry blossomed in high school when she initiated a daily lunchtime Bible study. While in high school and college, she was active in the InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. Reverend Phillips has been honored to serve in various capacities to help spread the gospel in schools, youth camps, nursing homes, and churches, both locally and abroad. Reverend Phillips joined the Beacon Light Missionary Baptist Church in 2013 and is honored to serve as an associate minister and director of Christian education. She also leads the outreach and prayer ministries and currently assists Reverend Burke by leading weekly virtual Bible studies since its onset, since the onset of COVID-19. She is grateful for the strong mentorship of her pastor, Reverend Dr. Clarence Burke and Drs. Maxwell and Long of Triangle School of Theology. Reverend Phillips supports and advances the work of the Durham Committee community by serving on various boards and committees. Reverend Phillips has a Bachelor's of Arts degree from the College of New Rochelle and a Master's of Library and Information Science degree from the City University of New York. She graduated with honors from the APEC School of Theology with both a Master's of Divinity and a doctorate degree. Reverend Phillips was married to Andre Phillips Sr., a faithful member of the Beacon Light Missionary Baptist Church who went home to be with the Lord in, January, in 2019. She has a son who calls New York City home and a daughter who resides in Riley, North Carolina. Having served 22 years with the Durham County government, 10 years with the world-renowned Memorial Salon Kettering Cancer Center in New York City and earning a doctorate of ministry degree, Dr. Carlene operates with a servant's heart. She looks forward to continual service in the church and community as she humbly allows the Lord to direct her steps. Her guiding passage of scripture is 2 Timothy 3 and 16. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. We welcome our featured guest this evening, Reverend Dr. Carlene Phillips. However, before we bring Reverend Dr. Carlene Phillips on we would like to have a word
1: from our friends. Welcome, Dr. Phillips. It's
0: so good to have you here this evening as the guest on the Lotus Flower Podcast. We would like for you to start wherever the Lord would have you to, telling your story, which we will be the topic of responding and coping to the loss of a loved one. The topic, once again, is responding and coping with the loss of a loved one.
2: Reverend Thomas, Reverend Phillips. Thank you so much, Dr. Robinson. So good to be with you today and with your audience. It is my pleasure and my honor to share I, I want to talk about how I respond to and how I cope with losing a loved one. I could even say loved ones, because I want to talk specifically about the loss of my husband. However, I'd like to share a little bit about some earlier losses and how those prepared me for dealing with my husband's homegoing. In 1998, I lost my mother. I was living in New York City then and I thought that was the most devastating thing that could happen to me. I was in a bad place. However, at that point I remembered and I learned how to trust God through any situation. Two years after that, I, my father passed. Oh, my. And let, let me back up a little bit. When my mother passed, I, I thought that nothing else could affect me the way her passing affected me. However, after my father's passing, my brother passed. Oh, and be- I was again in this odd place. I remember when I received the news, the first thing I did was to cry out to God, to cry out to God. And and, and that is what I do. I cry out to God because as you know, Doc, he's our strength. He's our strength. Now, after my brother, just six months after his passing, my older sister passed Right. And I thought, Lord, you are certainly preparing me for something. And I believe now he was preparing me for the experience with my husband. And I will talk about that now. Yes. It was in 2019 that I lost my husband. That Saturday night, I came back home from a conference a few hours later, early the Sunday morning, he started to complain about nausea. I'm thinking, nausea? We can, we can handle that. And we were working with that. But he was not improving. He wasn't improving. A little later in the morning, again, early Sunday morning, he, he got up. He sat up on the bed and he started to pray, started to pray. And I, I remember, and in fact, these were the last words I heard him say. Mm -hmm. He said, Lord, let this pass, let this pass.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. After that, he fell to his knees. He fell to his knees, leaning over the bed. And I thought he was just going to continue praying but I didn't hear anything else, Doc. I, I didn't hear anything else. When I looked, I noticed his body seemed lifeless. Oh my. I jumped my. up and I grabbed him and I shouted his name, and there was nothing. And I pulled him down to the floor, and noticed that he wasn't breathing. But then I, this there was this last breath, and I called out his name. Nothing. I called nine one one. I started to to do the chest compressions. Yes, the lady on the yes. phone she was talking me through that, and I kept doing it. Finally, you know, she said, "Keep going, keep going." They're coming. They're coming. <laughs> the EMS folks, ambulance, and everybody. Yes, they arrived yeah. and they they took over. They did the very best they could,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and eventually they said to me. We're going to take him to the hospital to see if there's anything else I we see. can do. Yes. That happened. And that this is now about six Sunday morning. Oh, this is church now. This is time right. for yes. church. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. And he's in the hospital. the they, A chaplain drove me there. And eventually the doctor came and said, he didn't make it. Oh my. You know, and, but you know what was interesting is how the doctor was so broken up. He was he was on the verge of crying. Oh my. And he was he was so devastated. I was devastated. But I said to him I said my husband is gone home to yeah. be with the yeah. Lord. Amen. To be with the Lord. And I and I talked with him about Psalm 23. And I talked with him about how my husband and I how we believed that to die is gain. That's right. That's right. And so I encouraged the doctor. He felt better. (laughs) Amen. After that, but after that, I called my pastor. Remember, this was Sunday morning. Yes, he's getting yeah. ready for church too. But but I called him just to let him know, and and you know my pastor is such a precious man because he showed up at the hospital. That's he's getting ready Thursday. to on a day yes. that he had to preach. He had to preach that morning, but he showed up at the hospital. Well, look at he that. He said, "I just needed to talk with you briefly." Oh my! He stayed God. with me. He helped me with a couple of things. Okay. Then he went on to church. Okay. But the, the thing about my husband's passing, it's just that it was so devastating and so beautiful at the same time,
1: mm-hmm.
2: just to, to be there with him. Oh, you know, God. I could have still been at the conference, but the Lord made it so that I was home. Oh,
1: and just to God. see how
2: wow. he was praying, how he was just connecting with the Lord. My Lord. And that wow. was just a beautiful experience. And again, just a reminder that for us as children of God, dying is a special moment. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We get to go be with the Lord. But you know, you understand how for those of us who are left behind, it can be so challenging. It can be so challenging. But I am so thankful that we serve a God Who never leaves. He never forsakes us. And so, when it seems as if our loved ones have left us, we just need to remember that God is with us. He is Emmanuel. Yes, He is Emmanuel. So, He is with us all the time. And we just need to learn how to lean on Him. And so, talking about responding and coping this is my experience. I want to share my experience with the hope that it will help somebody else. I'm just giving another option. And again, it's my experience. And so the
0: way that I... I want to cut in one moment and out a a nugget here. When you said that when your husband transitioned in that hospital and the doctor was so broken up to the point where he was what's crying or wanted to cry. And you use that as an opportunity to actually witness to him. And that is so beautiful. I just wanted to point that nugget out that there are times in our lives that the Lord still wants to get glory out of situations that seem next to impossible, that are painful. Can he trust us to that degree to actually witness to someone when our loved one has just transitioned and went home with the Lord. That is a nugget for someone to examine this evening that's listening to this podcast and that will listen to this podcast in the coming weeks and months that will have a loved one that will transition. Thank you so much for sharing that, Dr. Phillips.
2: Oh, yes, yes. Thank you for pointing out that nugget. It's even in our pain, even in in the valley wherever we are yes. we can we can talk about the lord and that is that is really my story that yes. is really my beautiful. story it's beautiful <laughs> praise god praise god and so what what i do is i make sure that i respond to the situation by relying on god's strength it is not my strength of myself, I can't do anything. And so I like the Apostle Paul's position where he says, "I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. right. And so I, I lean I lean on God's strength that way. And then in Psalm 138 verse 3 it says, "In the day when I cried, thou answers me. Yes. Those, yes. And those and, and you strengthen me with strength in my soul. That's right. That's right.
1: Yes. yes. So we, exactly we have to pray you
0: you. when your husband transitioned that that day at that hospital. That's exactly what he did for you at that time. I want to point out another thing I think is so important because it really touched my spirit. Yes. I just am so grateful that your pastor, even though he is a busy man. And he was preparing to go into church that Sunday morning and and conduct the services and do what thus saith the Lord. However, he was so compassionate. He put that aside and he came to the hospital. You didn't ask him to come. You probably didn't even know he was coming. And he showed up. And I'm sure that meant so much to you. But look at the pastor's character. His character is one that He's not concerned, overly concerned about the work, but he's, and the work is important. However, he's concerned about the ministry, the people touching lives, touching souls, actually bringing some consolence and some support and some love to people at a time where they might really be going through something traumatic. And I thank and praise God for, your pastor and many other pastors that are out in our listening audience that actually exhibit those same characteristics.
1: Yes.
2: Yes. Praise God for pastors like that. And I have to say that is my pastor. He has that heart. He has that heart of compassion and he will go the extra mile for that one person. That's how he is. And I just praise God for him every day, every day. Yeah, sure. So continuing to talk about the strength. I, you know, I, I always think about Paul the apostle. You remember when he had that thorn in his flesh? Yes. And he, he prayed about that. And he, you know, he wanted that to, to, to pass, but but that didn't happen right right and the it. lord said Hear to him my grace that's right yes, is that's sufficient right. for you yes. my strength yes. is made perfect in weakness so in weakness so christ was saying that his strength is made perfect in our weakness that's our right. weakness that's right and and yes and then the apostle goes on to say most gladly therefore will i rather glory in my infirmities Yes, that yes. the power of Christ may rest upon me. So yes, when we're yes. going through those those valley moments, we've got to find strength in in the Lord. And then the apostle goes on and he says, therefore, I take pleasure in for in infirmities. That's, Some people don't understand that. But when you pray to God, you 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 get to understand these verses. That's and right. It's like, How can you take pleasure in infirmities? Because we're not alone. We're not alone. We're not alone. We're not alone. And That's then he goes on later strong. in that verse. And, and he says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. And again, it's just relying on God. That's how I respond. Amen. Now, the coping. How do I continue to cope? I cope by completely trusting And embracing the word of God. And the reason I started with my earlier losses is because those losses helped to prepare me. They helped to prepare me. And so at this point in my life, I have learned how to embrace God's word. I love that. Yes, how to live it. You know, how am I going to tell somebody? it's it's, your loved one has gone home to God, but, but I can't, I can't embrace that. I know how to live that and to embrace
0: that. Right. Amen. Now, did that take a while for you to get to that point? Dr. Phillips? Yes.
1: Was it a long
0: process after you start experiencing the death of your loved ones? It sounds like it was like almost back to back that that time when that was happening, and took you, you know, off the square. How were you able to cope and at that particular time and respond when maybe you weren't as as strong in the word at that particular time in your life?
2: And, and the, the, the way I coped at that particular time, the earlier time, was just through prayer. That that is prayer has always been critical for me. So it was about praying. I prayed constantly. I prayed for strength. I prayed constantly. In fact, in my bio, you talked about the Bible study that I started in high school that started out of a prayer meeting. We used to gather. (laughs) Yes. We used to gather as I went to a girl's school in my country, Jamaica, and we used to gather just to pray and We would pray during our lunch breaks because I thought that was so important. But it was through those moments that my, my, my classmates started to ask a lot of questions. Okay. And, <laughs> and that pushed me to study. Okay, I don't know the answer. Hey, I'm a teenager. I'm learning this thing. <laughs> I don't know the answer. But yeah. I that pushed me to a point where I would study. I mm-hmm. would come back and I would give the answers. And that's how... We ended up starting a Bible study. A Bible yes, yes. study.
0: And you and yes. you said you took on the challenge. Let me tell the listening audience, Dr. Phillips took the challenge on, even though she said, I, I'm not don't have all the answers. I, I'm just starting this just like you all. And however, she stepped outside of her comfort zone podcast audience. She stepped outside. And when we step outside of our comfort zone and we walk by faith and not by sight, then we're allowing the Lord to actually really use us for ministry. And that's what he wants us to be able to do. Walk by faith, blind faith. And I'm sure when you stepped out and you started that Bible study, I would like to say that it most likely was productive. And, and I'm sure some lives were changed and some souls were saved. Why? Absolutely. obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, Are you absolutely. able to be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ, even when you can't see your way? Or can you be obedient, podcast listening audience, even when your mother may have transitioned unexpectedly, and you just don't know what you're going to do, or your husband or your daughter, your grandchild may have transitioned from this life, and you just feel as though I my back is against the wall, and I just don't know what to do. It is at that time that we must do what Dr. Phillips did. And you said she prayed and she read the scripture and she sought the Lord. And when she did that, she didn't wonder how it was going to work out because she knew that the Lord was going to work it out in his due time.
1: Yes. 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 Absolutely. And that's how we
0: hope and that's how we respond. Especially with the loss of a loved one. Now, I must say, I've not had a, I have had, I must take that back. I was thinking of my children, but I have had some very close loved ones that passed away over the last two years in this pandemic. And it has been heart wrenching. However, I thank and praise the Lord that I am a strong, uh, saved uh, woman of God, and He brought me through all of that. And I was able to be the strength for my children, my adult children, and strength for the loved ones whose relatives that it was that passed away. And also my husband was able to be there to support as well. And you might think, well, that's odd, but no, it isn't odd. He says that when people transition, they're actually going to a better place than here, even if they're young. And even if it happens unexpectedly, the Lord wants you listening audience to increase your faith, okay? He's not doing it this to hurt you. He is not allowing your loved ones to transition unexpectedly or expectedly because he wants to hurt you. The Lord actually is a loving and a just God. Could it be that the Lord is actually trying to grow you up and take you to the next level in him and actually utilize your being to actually help someone else, even in your pain, there is purpose for pain. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm going to have Reverend Phillips uh, talk to us a little bit more about purpose and pain, but I want to just let you know that me and Reverend Dr. Phillips and my husband, we go back, back to the uh, school of theology It's been roughly four years ago, maybe five, that um, Reverend Doctor Phillips and myself were in a seminary together for a three-year cohort, and we went through that program and we learned so many things. And we actually not only was it a school of theology where you went to class and you and you met with the theologians and whatnot but we bonded and listen we actually had church it was it was not like we were just going for to sit and get the lesson we had praise and worship in the morning we were shouting when we got there we had some good spiritual good uh, physical food oh it was just delicious in the morning and after that we had some rich spiritual food And I was singing in the praise team up there, and we were just excited for the Lord. And then we moved on into our lessons. And then even at lunchtime, we had some praise and worship. And then we even went to church on some of the evenings when we were down there. We went to Prince of Peace Baptist Church, and we had a complete program where the community was welcome, and some of the students in the cohort they were able to actually lead praise and worship and do the scripture reading and it was just so rich that was Mm. a time in my life that i met dr phillips and i saw your character then and i said there was something different about this lady and i've got to get to know her now of course we didn't have a lot of time to sit and talk but when we (laughs) did talk it was rich and it was so genuine and I count you as a sister in the Lord, and I always will, even though we may not see each other, may not talk all the time, I know a genuine person when I see them, and you are that person, and I thank God for you and how you so freely give your resources to other people, not only prayer, not only do you sit and you do that Bible study, but I'm sure there are other things that you actually pour into people. You don't have to talk about them and share them because God gets the glory. But I'm sure right. that you reach down and deep down and you give freely. And because of that, God has kept you in perfect peace. Now that was long, but I needed to say that because there's someone that's listening or that will listen that needs to know that there is a purpose for the pain. But we gotta stop looking at just the inside of our hand. There is a backside. We gotta somehow get from the looking at that inside stuff where it's blinding us and flipping it over to going to the outside where those nuggets are and where God is able to move us beyond that place where we find ourselves stuck at. Now, Reverend Phillips, When you learn that your husband was was ill, and you and I talked about this a little bit, and he told you that he was ready to go home to be with the Lord, that he had made his peace and that he wanted, when he did transition, he didn't know when it would be, but he wanted to have a celebration of life. And he was a man, I I met him several times at the school. He was a man full of laughter and joy, deep in his spirit. So you had me laughing. And I felt so bad when I was laughing because when we talked, I think last week, you told me about the story of his transitioning and how he was so stubborn. He was like, I'm ready to go be with the Lord and I am at peace with him. And I know where I'm going. And he told you that, and I'm sure he told your pastor that. But I want you to tell us a little bit of what you shared with me on that uh, evening when he had got sick, I believe for the last time, and they wanted to him to come on into the hospital and uh, get checked out. And your husband was like, "I'll let you tell him what what he was uh, how he responded to that."
1: Yes,
2: my my yes, he oh he was he was so full of laughter and happiness. So a few months before he passed, he was feeling. Ill and he finally said, take me to the hospital. I took him to the emergency room. Dr. Robinson, the doctors, the nurse, the doctors, they were so shocked. I remember the, the doctor saying, Mr. Phillips, I don't know how you are alive right now. His blood pressure was through the roof. She said, you know, they did their little thing. They connected him and they were giving him this and that. And, but then she said, she said, we have to keep you tonight. We have to keep you overnight. And he did not want to stay. Right. He, because, because of his belief that to die is gain. He felt like, you know, if you die, you're going home to be with the Lord. And so he wanted to go home. She repeated, if you go home tonight, you will die. Oh, my. He, he was not hearing it. Dr. Robinson, I called the pastor. Okay. I, call, <laughs> I, I called the pastor on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part. Pastor, pastor talk to him. And he's saying, pastor. And they're on the phone. Pastor, I love you, but I, I'm going home. Pastor said, Andre, if you love me, you will do what I say. <laughs> I need you to stay in the hospital.
1: <laughs>
2: and it was at that point that he stayed. But Amen. otherwise, he just wanted to come home. He, wanted, he didn't want to stay Amen. in the hospital.
0: Knowing that he was going to go to a better place. Not yes. just because he was being stubborn and didn't want to That's listen to the advice of the doctor. He knew that Dr. Jesus was calling him at that time, yes. and he had just that much faith to say it's time, yes. not my yes. will, yes. but thy will be done. Be and done. then yes. we can back it up and say that you said he had gotten on his knees at home and he prayed yes. to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he said. Mm-hmm. Lord, did he say not my will, but Thy will be done or let this pass for me. If it be, Thy will.
2: Yes. He said, let this, yes. Let this pass. But you know, the, yeah, yeah, the, the other thing I I really want to share too, because sometimes families don't do this. And I want to share something. I want to share a gift that my husband left me early on. He, he made me, he made me sit down. And and, 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 and we talked about death. We talked about preparing. He wanted me to know exactly what to do. He talked about how I want you to celebrate my life. He said, I don't want any mourning, any crying. This is a celebration. He told me about how he wanted it, his military style funeral. He told me the funeral home. Look, Doc, he told me that the, the, his favorite song that had to be on the program, his favorite song is Pass Me Not, Oh Gentle Savior. He said that song had to be on there. He talked about how he wanted the funeral the service to be at his home church. In in, in in his hometown where he was born but he wanted the pastor there to preach as well as the pa- and then he wanted the pastor here pastor burke to I do see.
1: the eulogy I, yes,
2: yes. And so we everything had to be planned for his home but he talked about he talked about he he wanted his military headstone and the color guard mm-hmm. and what i should do to make that happen he mm-hmm. prepared yeah. me and you this. know what i said to him one time i said well, what if I go before you? He said, well, you better hurry up and tell me what to do. But that was the first time I really had somebody sit me down to talk about death like that. He, had, he, he wanted to make sure that everything was in place. And I want to just encourage listeners, if you haven't done that, to do that with your families. Right. Do that with your families. Make some of your wishes known. That's right. If That's not right. everything, but make some of your wishes known. That's right. So that families are not so stressed out about this and that and all the different steps that have to be taken. But like you and said. I'm sure, he- took, I'm sure that
0: took a lot of pressure off of you when the time mm-hmm. of transition came. It already yeah. had, was already planned. And it actually was what your husband wanted. So I'm sure yes. when you say that's a gift, yes, that was an actual gift that he gave you. A gift yes. of saying, I love you so much, Dr. Carlene, that I'm going to sit down with you and I'm going to pre-plan what I would like to have happen. And I, he probably didn't say, because it's going to lift that burden from you, but it lifts the burden from you. And you told yes. me, that even after he passed, that you were at perfect peace, that you were yes. even able to go to church that Sunday. Yes.
2: Yes. that And so that's the piece about the part about worshiping regardless, because why should we stop worshiping God because of the passing of a loved one? That's we right. have to remember, first that's of right. all, that that's a precious thing in the sight of God the passing of his saints. That's precious to him. So we continue to worship. So that Saturday we had his funeral. No, we had his homegoing service. I'm not even going to call it a funeral. It was his homegoing celebration. And that Sunday morning, by leaning on the strength of God, I I was back in church. I was in the pulpit. I was just worshiping God because you get a chance to be with the people of God. And the Bible says in his presence, there is fullness of joy. That's right. That's so, right. To experience that joy and that peace, I needed to be in his presence. And yes, we I understand we don't have to go to church to be in his presence. That's right. We tell don't have tell to. Us, tell us what you mean by that.
0: There may be some people out in the audience that
2: don't yes. understand that. Because we, because because God is with us. God is omnipresent. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere. He's that's everywhere. So we, it, it's not just in a building. First of all, when you think of the church, the church is the body of Christ. It, it's not necessarily that building. But God is always with us, especially if you're children of God. He's with you. You can connect with Him at any time. And so that's what I mean. That that you know, for me, I didn't have to go to church to be in His presence. But Amen. I wanted that because I'm celebrating. Remember now I was celebrating my husband's life and, and his going home to be with the Lord. Right. It's not, you know, it, it's, it, you know, yes, we, we miss our loved ones when they pass, but we, we should not be so selfish about it. We right. should right. celebrate that they have gained. They have gained something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for us, we're left behind. Yes, it's difficult. But God is able.
0: Yes, He is, yes, He is. is able. And there are some people that aren't as strong as you and I are in that area. And when they're not as strong, we we don't want to um, say to them, you, or even have it said in a nonverbal way. You know that your strength isn't strong enough, and you shouldn't do this, that, and the other. And you know, and allow them to grieve. We do know there are people out there that they've not reached that level yet. But this is Dr. Phillips' story, and I want it to be your story because I know there are so many people out there that are hurting and grieving, especially through this two-year pandemic that's going on into on and on and on. And I know that this particular discussion, coping and responding when a loved one transitions is something that must be heard because that is what's going on. It's the spirit of the land. Now, we want to encourage you that are listening to trust the Lord. Put your hand in his hand, even when you don't understand, even when the pain is so great. You still have to put your hand in his hand. Now, how do you do that, Dr. Pamela? Put your hand in his hand. You tr- give him your heart and you say, Lord Jesus, I, I don't understand how to do this. I- I'm weak. I'm in so much pain. I'm actually frustrated. And I may be even a little, a little bit mad at you, Lord. However, I want to trust you. Give me the strength to trust you. And the scripture says that in all of our ways, if we acknowledge him, then he would direct our paths. So we don't have a magical answer this this day, but we do know that if you put your trust in the Lord, that he will bring you through. He will see you through. And the other side of through is where you get victory and you gain strength. Amen. Yes
2: yes amen amen sister amen and, and you know and i and i encourage folks just just to to try to in addition to really working on trusting god if you can't even get there just just keep your mind keep your mind on those things that will lift you up that will encourage you you know yeah. I, it, it, it talks about in in philippians you know it talks about Keeping your, you know, thinking about those things that are true and honest and just and and pure and and lovely and of good report. Just think about those things. And and in a practical sense, in a more practical sense, sometimes we just need to to think about those good memories that we had with our loved ones. Focus on those good memories. Hold on to them. Hold on to those memories. Some of those memories will bring smiles to your faces. They'll bring hope. They'll bring joy. So hold on to those memories. That's right. And that will be a practical step that we can take. We can take.
0: Now, how how would you say that the podcast listening audience would help their either either their uh, children that are that are actually still young and under the age of 18, or their adult children, how would you say that they would help them to uh, go through the coping and responding process when they lose a very close loved one?
2: Again, each person is going to respond differently, but I I would encourage those folks to to connect with people who are going to transmit some positive energy and I say that because there is so much negativity in the world and when you're going through this you want to separate yourself from that negativity you want to connect you want to attach to, to people who can be positive who have a positive outlook people who can support you people who can encourage you I also recommend perhaps Getting into a new hobby or a new initiative, a new endeavor, something that's going to keep your mind off the negative situation, of that situation that will take you to that place of depression or sadness. Get involved in something new, something different. Find support, again, in in your peers who who are positive, you have that positive outlook. That's
0: right. Positive, positive. The scripture tells us in Psalms 34 and 18 that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. And Psalms yes. 73 and 26 says, my flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Matthew forever. 5 and 4. Bless are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Write those scriptures down, Psalms 34 and 18, Psalms 73 and 26, and Matthew 5 and 4, and read those scriptures on a daily basis and ask the Lord to minister to you through his word, utilizing those three scriptures. You can start right there, can't they, Dr. Phillips?
2: Absolutely, absolutely that is a good starting point. Yes. Yes. That's right. That's right. And
0: And we, we would like to pause at this time for a word from our friends. And when we come back, we will conclude the podcast.
1: Thank you. Yes, and now we'll return to
0: our conversation, with the topic is responding and coping to the loss of a loved one, and how do you do that? And I know you said your favorite scripture is Isaiah twenty-six and three, and can you tell me, tell the audience what that scripture says, and and why is that your favorite scripture?
2: I love that scripture because. That's the way I'm going to find peace. That verse says, thou will keep keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Mm -hmm. You see, a lot of times, some of the things that we experience begin in the mind. Mm -hmm. And and that's why we have to make sure that we keep our minds on, on the Lord or on something that's positive. Right. And that's why I also like Philippians 4, 8, because it talks about those things that we should think on. Yes, yeah, right. So it says you want to make sure that you're thinking, you know, it says the, the King James Version says, whatsoever things are true, mm-hmm. whatsoever things are honest, mm-hmm. whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, mm-hmm. whatsoever things are lovely and of a good report. That's right. Think on those things that's right that's what we have to do that's why i love isaiah because it really talks about that perfect peace and then also when we come to philippians we will learn about that that peace that passes all understanding that's a peace that we can only get from god when we keep our minds focused on him That's
0: right. And when we keep our minds focused on him, what I do a lot of times when I'm counseling people, you know, we do what's called thought stopping. When some, a thought would, just like on a computer, a thought might pop up, a Mm -hmm. pop-up may come up into your computer and cause (laughs) a technical issue. Well, I tell them when those faulty thoughts pop up in their mind, that you got to shut them down. And how do you shut them down is by actually repeating one of the scripture verses that we've shared with you tonight, you repeat that and let the enemy know, no, I'm going to pop that thought right back where it came from. That's good. (laughs) Because the battlefield is in your mind. And every single day, we got to shake it off. Every single day, we got to ask the Lord, when we get up out of that bed, we got to say, Lord, I would like for you to Renew my mind, because yes. His grace and His mercies are sufficient for every day. Every day, we got to ask Him to renew my mind, and you really do have to get a scripture in your mind, because the Bible says that the 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 battle belongs to the Lord, and it also talks about that we wrestle not against principalities, and we're wickedness in high and high places, but we are not wrestling with flesh and blood. We're wrestling with the spiritual principalities in high places. And if you're mm-hmm. wrestling against an enemy that you cannot see, but then you have the scripture that you do have right on the inside of you that goes into your soul, then you got to take the scripture and use it to fight the enemy. We don't fight and them by like curs- cussing them out. We don't fight them and we're not knocking anyone that's that's going through depression or grief because that's okay. There's a time and a place for everything, but we yes. do believe that it comes to a time when the Lord wants you to move on. So yes. when we're moving yes. on, the way we move on is by fighting on your knees and fighting with that scripture and fighting through prayer. Okay. Fighting like Dr. Phillips said, by connecting with positive people or doing something different pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone like dr phillips did when she started that girls group in high school in her country of jamaica
2: do that and watch god move yes yes and, and you know doc i want to say this quickly because jesus left the example for us he had fasted 40 days he was hungry he was weak and then and the, and the the enemy approached him. And what did he do? He quoted the scriptures. He, he, said,
1: he quoted
2: is, Deuteronomy. It is written. And so, it. yes, I would really love to encourage folks, if you if just have a scripture that you can fall back on, that you can just quote that to help you. And, you know, I tell people, just keep, keep quoting it, keep quoting it, just stay at it. That's And and something that I want to share is that we have those familiar passages. Sometimes we repeat repeat them without understanding the depth, such as Psalm 23. We all can repeat that, but we need to repeat it with a deeper understanding because after a while it becomes rote and, and we are not really getting the depth of the meaning. So fall back on those familiar scriptures. And I want to leave, I want to talk about a story that it just, I can lean on that every time. And this yes. is a story from the Bible. I love stories. This yes. is, you know, the story about the Shunammite woman. Yes. Yes. She, she, you know, she was blessed with the child. She didn't want the child, but the, the prophet prayed. She got the child. He grew up a little bit. Then he got sick and he died. That's right. That's right. That is the worst thing that could happen to a mom Yes, yes, to lose her child. Yes. But she, she said, and I will always remember these words. She said, it is well. That's right. It is well. When her husband wanted to do something else, she said, I'm going to see the man of God, because that was a time when people could only get to God through a prophet or a priest or something. And so she was going to see The prophet Elijah, she was going to him because through his prophecy and his work, she conceived. So she said, I'm going to him. She took her her dead son, laid him on the bed. Then she went for the man of God. He came back. He prayed. And the son was brought back to life. That's right. He was raised from the dead. And I want to say even though our dead may not be raised from the dead, yes. God yes. will raise us up yes. above yes. the sadness, yes. above he the will. hopelessness. Yes, he will. Above he will. all of that. He will raise us up. He will lift us up yes, if he we will. would just cry out to him. That's if right. We would. That's so I love that story. It is well. Beautiful. It is well. That is beautiful.
0: Dr. Phillips, Is there anything else that you would like to share with us before we end the podcast this evening?
2: Thank you. I I, I just want to, you know, again, I lean on scripture. And so I want to remind us, I want to perhaps leave another verse or two that we could hold on to. And I especially like Romans 8, 35 and 38, 39. Mm -hmm. Because that says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Mm -hmm. so again we may lose our loved ones we may be devastated but nothing can separate us from the love of christ the the verse goes on to say shall tribulation distress persecution famine nakedness barrel sword, sword then 38 says for i am persuaded amen that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. That's right. That is Romans. And that is something that I'd like to leave with the audience that's nothing can separate you from God. It doesn't matter how hopeless the situation looks. That's just right. remember that nothing can separate us from that love of God. That's right.
0: Amen. I want you to know that we are extremely honored to have a woman of your caliber on our podcast. We are. We don't take it lightly. We actually, my husband and I labor before the Lord and we ask him, Who should we invite to actually come on the podcast and share globally with all of these thousands of people that are listening and that are hurting? We wanna make sure that whatever is shared, that it's shared from a spirit of compassion and love, one that's gonna actually encourage and empower someone that may have given up like that lotus flower we talked about that blooms and blossoms in adversity. And like you said in your bio, that there was some times throughout your teenage years that was a little rough and rocky, but the Lord bloomed you. He calls you to blossom. Well, that's what we want our listening audience to draw from you, Dr. Phillips, and all of our podcast guests. And so we take it so seriously when we reach out and extend that invitation And I am so honored, as well as Reverend Curtis, that you said yes to the invitation. And I want you to know that you're always welcome to come back on the podcast and share with us again, if the Lord would say the same.
2: Well, thank you so much. It has been my honor to be here with you. I do appreciate the invitation. I've told you that before. It's just a pleasure. I enjoyed being with you and your husband in seminary. That was a joy. And it's a joy to be with you today and, and your listening and your viewing audience. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you for joining us. You all, we're going to pause now for a word from our friends. Thank you. And then we will be right back with you.
1: And it wants to shut up. Maybe it only lets you go. Um, have so many so on there. I don't know. Maybe it only lets you have uh, an hour. You know, maybe it only lets you have an hour. Yes, and we're.